You're listening to Gospel-Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology, and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and heavy-laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. Well, welcome back to Gospel-Centered Rest. My name is Tyler Oldrieve. I'm one of the pastors here at Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario. If you want to know more about Gospel-Centered Rest or our church, you can go to gracegulp.com. Today's episode is a little different from the ones we've done in the past. Today I am interviewing and having a discussion with a friend of mine, uh, Mr. Jeff Hesselink. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you, Tyler. Great to be here. <laughs> it is so good to have you. Uh, Jeff Jeff uh, is involved in a, in a very unique ministry here in downtown Galt in, in the Cambridge area where it is missions to the margins. And Jeff is going to take a moment and in just a moment and share a little bit about his life, about his own journey of faith and how God has brought him to the point where he is, but also going to share about this missions to uh, the margins. I've had the privilege of getting to know Jeff over the last year and a half and just to see his love for the gospel and his love for people uh, and his just care for those that are on the streets um, has been just a blessing to be involved in those ministries with him. So Jeff, without any further ado, um, for everyone who is listening, could you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your story? Sure. Thanks, Tyler. So, um, yeah, my name is Jeff Hesselink. Uh, I'm married. I have four children, two older and two younger. Uh, I became a Christian when I was about 20. I was raised in a Christian home, went to a Christian school, but uh, pretty early on, I was a little disillusioned with some of the you hear the words and you see the life, and there there's just too much difference. And as a young person, I was fairly sensitive to that and maybe a little bit judgmental of that. And so pretty quickly, I, I walked away from all of that. And by God's grace uh, alone, I was brought to, to the end of myself. And uh, I remember heading out west, and I was on a bus, and I was saying, Lord, I'm going to go explore, and if you're real, please make yourself real to me. Like, mm-hmm. please let me know, because if, if it is all just a joke, I don't want to continue. And by God's grace, uh, he, he did that. He met me in a very uh, profound way deep inside. And then uh, experiencing life very differently. And actually, early on, very early on in my uh, new life as a follower of Jesus, I was pretty much immediately, um, you could say, like called or placed Mm -hmm. to live on the streets. I was out west, didn't know anybody running out of money, uh, and had to either decide to head back to Ontario, which had a lot of probably not very good relationships, habits, Mm -hmm. um, lifestyle that I didn't, I was nervous about going back into that. And so didn't feel comfortable with that wasn't sure what to do. So I sort of sat with the Lord and fasted and prayed for three days. And I I felt him say clearly, like, I want Mm. you to leave everything you have and just be on the street. Mm. And so I'm from a Dutch reformed background, which is like good, strong work ethic. And this was like anathema to everything I had been raised in. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, uh, through a process of discernment, I came to the decision to do that. And, And so for about a hundred days I was homeless out West and that was an incredible experience where I learned that yes, the church is not perfect. We all know that, but 
when you're in a place at the very bottom of society, as I became, and I was, I was from a church, I was from stable family, so I had always been treated with, you know, like take him under our wing and care for him and respect him and, and pour into him. That's my life. That's my childhood. Yeah. Suddenly out West, I'm in an environment I'd never been in before. And you're treated with disgust. Like you're either a thing, you're not a person, you're a thing, or you're just part of the problem. And yeah. that was completely alien to me. And that is what I learned was the norm of people who live right down at the bottom and the margins and are homeless. Mm. Uh, until you go into these places and interact with people from the church. Not perfectly, of course, but what I experienced when I went into these places, churches opened their doors or they'd rent a space and opened the doors and homeless people were welcome to come in. Here I was interacting with Christians Mm -hmm. and suddenly I'm being treated with dignity and respect. People are looking me in the eye. They're listening to me. They're caring for me. I saw people would you know, have too much to drink and have an accident on the chair. And I would see a Christian volunteer, like clean that up Hmm. and come back next week and do it again. And that is countercultural. That is salt and light. That is, and not because we're trying really hard, but what the word says is true. The Holy Spirit takes up residence in us and begins the work of like changing us. And we become these peculiar people. And that was wonderful and beautiful. So the Lord restored my sense of identity as the church. The church is Mm -hmm. also this beautiful bride of Christ who are peculiar in the world. And we do something for people that others don't do. And I learned, um, yeah, just how bad it can be uh, when you live on the margins, when you live right down at the bottom. And then through a series of events, my life got very much normal. And about 20 years later, I ended up working here in Cambridge, uh, leading and directing a drop-in center. And now I'm doing Mission to the Margins, which is, yeah, both uh, the drop-in center model. I want to like re... I want to get back into that, leading that, and also as a chaplain with uh, the fellowship, with the Fellowship of Evangelical Baptists, uh, I go to the the homeless camps, I go to the streets, to the different places where homeless folks kind of live and move and have their being. I'm in there with them, embedded day in and day out, as well as like low-income housing and seniors housing, people who are right down at the bottom. So I have the privilege of like walking with people Mm -hmm. through through the ups and downs of life. And uh, the church equips me, the church supports the work, the church provides for all the things that I can then like bless the, those, those on the margins with. So all the things they tangibly need. And then in addition, I'm not, uh, thankfully, I don't need to be circumspect about the gospel in any way. It's pretty clear mm-hmm. that uh, this is all because of the love of Jesus and, and there's someone I'd love to introduce you to. So there's a great deal of prayer uh, for that too. It's not mm. just tangible needs, but it's sharing the gospel. I want them to hear the, the, the gospel. Now you've, you've talked a little bit about missions to the margins um, already, but uh, it, it, is, it is pretty new. Uh, you've just started with, with this ministry since the early new year, late last year. That's right, pretty um, much September. Yeah, yeah, pretty much September, but you've seen some, even in that short period of time, um, you've seen some some pretty amazing things take place. Now, why would you say a ministry like this is so important uh, for a for the homeless, for those camps that you said that you visit, mm. uh, for those who are who are marginalized? Mm. Yeah, it's the thing that we uh, 
that we see when we're doing this work is um, we're seeing the people who everybody generally in society kind of yeah. crosses the street to get away from. Yeah. They're experiencing people like coming to them. Uh, they're seeing people open their doors and welcome them, welcome them and, and give them a place to belong. Mm -hmm. So they're seeing, uh, yeah, the same way that God came and dwelt among us, set up his tent and tabernacled yeah. with us, we get to do that to people who, yeah, generally are treated like, you know, yeah. the, the lepers of society. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I will say, Jeff, from observing you and being involved in your ministry and the limited capacity that I have, I've, um, like, like I'll run into people on the street that, that might be living on, on the streets here in, in downtown Galt, and they know you, and you have, you have a great reputation with these people, um, and the Lord has really used you to to develop those those relationships. And you've been you've been helpful. I know for us as a church, being able to just even ask you questions like, "How do we deal with certain things?" Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into some of those various questions a little bit later. So I don't want to jump into that quite yet. Uh, but could you share with us maybe a story or two of how you've seen God work in this ministry, or just even like in your time? working in chaplaincy um, with with the marginalized over the last several years? Sure. So, yeah, I'll try to remember to be sensitive about names. It's really because it's <laughs> yeah. such a relationally intensive yeah. work, it's easy to uh, drop names by accident. But, yeah, so there's there have been experiences where uh, I'm supporting somebody, I'm walking with somebody who's living mm -hmm. in a tent down by the river, and... Uh, that person makes friends with another fellow. We'll call him John. And John is actually housed, but he's housed in low-income housing. He's all alone. He's getting older. His health is failing. He follows Jesus, but he's all alone in life. Hmm. And so what I then experience over the next number of months is, in addition to walking with this fellow in, a, in the tent, and, and you lean into praying with him and reading. I read Ephesians 2 with him, like, I don't know how many times. And and I don't necessarily see a lot of fruit. Nevertheless, I'm faithful and continue. But what I'm also seeing then is this relationship with John is, is quite what we would say is fruitful. Yeah. He's, he's like just like drinking in the fellowship of believers. Suddenly, he's not alone. And, and I go and visit him and spend an hour or two. And really, I'm just listening because he's, like I said, he's getting older. He's starting to have yeah. health conditions. He's getting test results that are concerning and freaking him out. And... So I would love to, you know, go into an intensive Bible study with him. But what he just really needs is a brother in Christ yeah. who will listen. And we then take that to the Lord in prayer. And maybe we read a little bit of some of the Bible that will, like, like support and nurture and build up and reinforce that little bit. I shouldn't say a little bit of faith, but in some ways yeah. it is a little bit of faith. He's, yeah. you know, we're meant to walk in fellowship, but he's not. So, so he's in a hard place. So just the opportunity to walk with him. So that's a rich and yeah. beautiful ongoing relationship where the Lord has, has established something within him. And, and I get to, um, yeah, like reinforce that and, and hmm. blow into that, that little flickering wick I get to, or the Lord through me blows into it. And it's a beautiful thing to witness. And it's very, uh, wonderful. Yeah. There's, yeah. I'm, I'm after this podcast, I'm going to go to a local church and set up, uh, and I sort of yeah. like am present and offer stuff. And a number of people will come who have, I have ongoing relationships with. And yeah, some of them are actually fairly, they think it's, 
silly mm. and, and weird that you would believe in the Bible, or they have a very different view of the Bible. And what we have to do is lay down, you know, we're so trained by television culture that within the <laughs> yeah. course of a 20 yeah. minute episode, resolution is resolved and everything's yeah. better. It's not like that. But nevertheless, when we, when we step out yeah. and lean into those relationships, which are way above our head, we, we can't mm-hmm. really know what's going to happen. We don't mm-hmm. know who's going to show up. But when we do step out, the Lord never leaves us Amen. alone. He never leaves us beyond because he's the one who's in us working through us. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of witness it. And it's, it's wonderful and beautiful. It can be challenging, but it's wonderful and beautiful. And the relationships are rich. Mm-hmm. So I've seen almost as many... Uh, like I've had good, solid relationships with almost as many people who, although they look very different than us, yeah. they're they're clearly homeless. When you get to know them, they have a relationship with Jesus. It's very precarious in some ways, but on the other hand, it's a very simple, childlike faith. Mm-hmm. And and I get as much from often from these relationships as I see the Lord give to others through yeah. me. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And and I love to be an agent to help or to be like a bridge for the church. Because I think in every congregation, there's a number of people who have that desire, but maybe mm-hmm. they don't know quite where to begin or how to initiate that process. Mm-hmm. How do I build a relationship with someone like that? So I love to be... Uh, mm-hmm. Mission to the Margins is is all about going to and also gathering in and and this gathering in is a really opportunity for the church to to open our doors, welcome people in and sit down and, and do that yeah. work of like stepping across the threshold or leaning across the table and giving someone a cup of coffee and then you sit and talk and uh, praying for opportunities, praying yeah. for eyes to see and ears to hear what God is doing in that person's life and then what God is going to do in this relationship that's yeah. starting to build. Yeah. It's rich and beautiful and it's like, long and slow and it's not linear yes. but but it is linear you know what i mean in yeah. the big picture yeah yeah I, I i'll echo some of the things you said um it was it was a privilege for me to to join you for your friday morning bible studies before mm-hmm. before covid hit and we were just talking about how how nice it's going to be once we can start doing doing those in person again um but jeff you would run these bible studies and you would have this handful of people who are marginalized come to these Bible studies and talk about theological, the theological spectrum. I mean, it was, it was, it was present. And just to be able, you know, to be in there and uh, to just see you as you were handling that and not jumping on, you know, maybe every heretical thing that was said (laughs) right there in that moment, but to see this as a, this is a, this is a, this is a long process and, and every, um, every person has their own story and and you just spend time with them and another another thing that struck me was w- we're getting visited by um, by different folks mm. that come throughout the week asking for um, asking for for assistance or help in some way and I remember there's there's one gentleman that that we kept seeing and and I went to you and I said Jeff like do you know this guy and you're like oh yeah no no I've been I've I've seen where he lives I've been working with him um, and just to just to see that that level of interaction and and that that level of care that you're doing in this ministry, 
um, just really has been has been encouraging to us. That concludes this part of this episode. Uh, the rest of this episode is going to be in a part two, which is going to come out shortly, dealing more with questions of how do we minister to the marginalized? How do we minister to those who are on the streets? And how should the church respond and interact and react um, to these types of needs that we see in our community? So we look forward to having that discussion in our part two episode. 